0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Halal Cartels. As always, it's me, Gabe Pacheco, and joining me, as always, is... Samirna Zim. Yeah, and we have a guest on the third mic today, uh, a near and dear friend of both of us, a great comedian in New York City, as well as tour guide and a recent world traveler, the one and only Mr. Davidson Boswell. What's up, guys? How's it going? (laughs) Dude, it's uh, so happy to have you on the show. Um, you know, we'll just, we'll just check in a little bit, warm things up before we dive into today's topics. Right.
1: We'll say one thing, like we're using this new Riverside interface. So, uh, you could watch this on Spotify. If you're listening, you can watch the actual video.
2: Oh, is this the first one? Is this the first time you guys? The second one. Yeah. So if you watch Maiden Voyage, a bunch
1: of people hit me up and were like, holy shit, I really love the video touch
2: oh hell yeah Yeah, all right you guys have been audio before this
1: only audio you've been depriving the people of (laughs) this brother i it's let me be honest with you like we um we actually gabe was the king of this he was like look let's not be like so fucking auspicious about this podcast let's actually focus on what we talk about and we'll only audio record it and so we would put it out audio wise we built this crazy fan base strictly audio no fucking promotion hell yeah and i was like shocked by it i was like gabe your prophecy came through you fucking maniac because everyone when we started the podcast went video uh-huh. and it was just too much right like we tried like i brought like a camera and gabe had a camera and we're trying to like merge like the footage and like the audio and stuff i'm like dude this is too much and and he was like who gives a shit we're going audio only and that's how we got our fucking fan base dude is you guys are the like no mf video. doom or something you know just like <laughs> word of mouth you know? <laughs> yeah literally everything we do right everything we do is like mf doomed up i'm like yeah, yeah we're lost audio tapes man yeah. basically dude, I mean, if i could be it's wearing after
0: video in fact moving forward it might be all masks on
1: uh, right. but... <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> eyes wide shut. <laughs> yeah, uh.
0: you know, uh, because I'm I've always been a fan of like low tech and uh, making things as democratic as possible. Like uh, zines, you know. Uh, some people want to listen to podcasts and they want like hyper production and you want the <laughs> glitz and the glamour and you want the hype beast shoes and the fresh skin fades, but that's not what it's about, man. You no, know, I want the I like the zines. I, I like the that idea that you're just listening to people um, giving their honest opinions and it isn't all glossy.
1: Hey, Damon, I feel like what one you're thing, describing. One thing, um, turn your gain down a little on your mic. Mine? Yeah. A little bit. My gain. Okay. Like that. Is
2: that good? A little oh. bit more. All
1: right. How about now? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah, right. no, it was like blowing out, it was like redlining. Oh, my bad. Yeah. You no, know, so I'm just because we're going to fucking have a great podcast. So. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
2: want to blow anyone's ears out. Um. But what you're describing is basically like people who are kind of trying to do like sex podcasts. I feel like, you know, they need uh, they need the audio and the visual because they're ignoring the stuff that's happening in the world yeah. by kind of just talking about what it's like to have sex i don't know
1: i know exactly what you're talking about i woke up this morning and i saw one of those video clips from like the podcast where it's not even a podcast it's just like two people like mashing a video together right they have like the mic like this and they're (laughs) like let me just tell you something and it's like a jack dude like being like let me just tell you something um (laughs) <laughs> this is brought to you by done. dude wipes or yeah. whatever this no. okay. <laughs> is brought to you by dude wipes and then it's like a chick being like I love to like suck dudes off and like <laughs> right and then and she's hot and you're like oh fuck like I should listen to this podcast right. it's like this woman who's like I love sucking dudes off you're like I need to listen to your podcast yeah yeah and, oh yeah. that's a whole industry like call call me daddy or whatever is that yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I, that's a
2: great way of, like, ignoring the world yeah. while still producing content is, like, yeah. sex, relationships, sex, relationships. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, man. you're right. You're so right. Uh, I just uh, – I think what's more important than trying to be glossy is uh, just be effective. And sometimes low-tech low, low tech <clears throat> ultimately, at the end of the day, wins. The AK-47 beat the uh, M16 in Vietnam, you know? True.
1: All done. It's true.
0: Right. <laughs> you can drop that M16. You can right in the mud. In mud. Yeah. Still fire. And, uh... you know,
1: Gabe, I really love that you mentioned that, right? Because, like, absolutely. Yeah. Right now, we're seeing billions of dollars of artillery and, like, mach- just like death machinery be destroyed by people in flip flops.
0: That's right. <sighs> uh shout outs to all the al kasam video uh producers out there
1: <laughs> i'm like well this is flagged and demonetized on youtube immediately but uh...
0: <laughs> no
2: yeah, but yeah. you're right
1: but like holy shit like wow this
2: podcast is sponsored by apac right and you guys are uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by apac and t1000 it's Correct. a robot that they the have to Raytheon yeah. Raytheon yeah. created a robot called T 1000. It sponsors Correct. this podcast. Hilarious. Um, well, it's not
0: even it's not even that I'm supporting like one side or another. It's more obviously we will, we
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: to be fair, Ride it I'm on not, your
1: gravestone. Yeah, I'll let you be the judge of that audience. But, uh,
0: one of my favorite scenes. I think I brought this movie up before is uh, Black Hawk Down. And mm. I, remember, I don't know if you remember that, but there's a scene where the um, U.S. troops are driving their caravan of Humvees with the Blackhawks above them uh, into the center of Mogadishu to go extract, uh, like you know, some high high value target. And as they're going into town with their with a billion dollars worth of equipment, there's one little uh, kid who is watching them from a cliff, and he has a burner phone, and he calls the like head of the, the warlord in Mogadishu on the burner phone. Another little kid picks up the phone and then runs across two rooftops, drops it into the war chief's hand while he's in a hammock. And he, and then the other kid just waves the phone so he can hear the, the helicopter whoopings, right? So like with $30 worth of smartphone, $30 worth of burner phone technology, they undermined the billion dollars that the US <laughs> government spent. Right. Because, like, you know, I, I struggle to say this,
2: but I, I mean, like, I should be careful, but there's those Hamas videos right now. They're so funny. They're like trolling. They'll pop up like Mario out of like a hole with like yeah. a little handheld camera and like show the IDF, you know, and the IDF is like recording a TikTok dance. And then they'll like go back down and <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're damn, like, they're really rubbing oh that God. right in y'all's face. <laughs>
1: yeah. you like, nice TikTok video. <laughs> yeah. We can I'd have recommend- you whenever you want. <laughs> If you've seen I mean, Caddyshack, we- the movie Caddyshack. Oh, yeah, okay.
0: right. So in, in that movie, uh, there's a gopher uh, who is like basically digging tunnels all over the golf course. And Bill Murray is the groundskeeper whose job it is to kill the gopher. And uh, I remember watching that movie. I think I, I did a review of it with Pranov uh, back on my old podcast, Eat, Pray, Judge. And yeah. he yep. talked about um, Caddyshack and how it was like a metaphor for the Viet Cong. Oh, you know? Yeah, but like now, like that gopher in Caddyshack, it's an evergreen metaphor for any resistance movement because now Hamas is the gopher. Like totally.
1: Of course. Hundred fucking percent. Yeah. And the resistance, really seriously, the most horrifying thing about it, right, is like even say places in like ye men, for example. Um I obviously say it that way, because that's how you have to spell it. Like, on social media, so your shit doesn't get, like, sunk. I like, but, right. But um, isn't We have to, like, spell like we're fucking stupid. It's Yeah, exactly. Like, you're, you're like, like, an like an I'm not illiterate. <laughs> I'm just yeah. against the uh, U.S. Empire. I'm like, I'm US Indian, dude. How dare you make me do this? Right. I'm Indian. <laughs> and um, so they make me spell things wrong. But one thing about it is, like... Their ability to down a multi million dollar drone with like uh like rum and candle like technology yeah. is like it it gives so much hope to the oi polo of the world. And like, you know, it is very like the matrix, you know, where you're like, oh word. Like dude, every time
2: a quarterback in the NFL goes down, I'm like, yo, we should get a 14-year-old Palestinian kid in there, man. He can hit some He can hit you probably on a rope from 40 yards, man. He can throw a rock so well, you know. <laughs>
1: uh. That is actually so true. You like, dude, give this guy the QB SF 49ers. Pick up pick up a kid from fucking yeah, yeah, pick up a kid from, <laughs> from like Bethlehem. Um, so mm-hmm. anyhow, no, cool. we do those videos, it, the ability, the capacity, seriously, I mean, having grown up, you know, with like, um, the world changing so much in terms of video editing and like consumer editing being available, like consumer editing was, you know, kind of stifled, um, was kind of stifled, um, like when, okay in the past where you had to like know avid or fucking premiere or whatever but now like people have tools to like edit videos totally but dude they don't even fuck around like that they make they make like art pieces of art mm-hmm. and like look i am not celebrating what may be rigged uh whatever uh may be called an organization of terror or whatever but i am just talking about fundamentals here about video editing and like propaganda in general Mm. and like you look at a zillion dollar enterprise like um government of israel and then you look at tomas he was literally uh editing these videos in a sewer system did you see that video of that Houthi guy that was like hot as
2: fuck? Like, yeah, you're boat? like too hot, bro. <laughs>
1: Dude, influencer culture has really
2: developed a lot. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like but they got Matt Reif on the fucking pirate ship.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude, <laughs> <delicious dog. laughs> like, oh, damn. Like,
1: yeah. Uh,
2: if you really want to get people over if you want to get americans and people on the west on your side just be hot you know yeah, exactly <laughs> you don't have to do too
1: much yeah, else. like ASOP, the sub <laughs> company is like yeah uh yemeni guy what's up like the streets are feeling you yeah <laughs> you you have you bring to the table a certain type of oud yeah je ne sais quoi, right? <laughs> yeah, je ne sais quoi. oh my god incredible
2: Well, what's, uh, yeah, I don't know if you, like you were talking about how, like I certainly faced blowback in my life. I, 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 you guys probably know this, but I was making so much content online, um, that people called the old bar I was complaining at, or I was performing at and complained so much to the fact that the people who ran my show were like, yo, we can't let you continue the show anymore because you've made so much pro Palestinian content online and, uh, Sorry if I'm like introducing a topic, but uh, no, no, is,
1: no, no. This is the real deal. This yeah, real yeah. Reality. But like,
2: it's crazy, and I think this is like really combines us all. And Gabe, I, you know, I'm not going to bring up what you do for a living, but I know you have to be careful. You know, what I mean, I see you in the middle here, being like, "Oh shit," <laughs> you know. But
0: no, I mean, I, don't, I, I, don't I don't work. Uh, so I know exactly where your old bar was and your neighborhood. It was uh, like plastered. That neighborhood, uh, oh, the... right where yeah. that uh, was plastered with, um, you know, kidnappers. home. That. Uh, yeah. Hostage posters. I saw those. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, you know, all of those were just like bait for anybody to come and, like, touch. And know, yeah, bro. I'm sure there's just people, like, uh, hiding in <laughs> trash cans. <laughs> right. Really, literally. Yeah, just a jack in the box pop up and stuff. Yeah, there and wasn't
1: there. even the a <laughs> trash can there before, baby. It was like that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's well, what I those mean, posters were.
2: Yeah. They. they But I like I think you just got to it's really weird. And I'm very happy because when you're when you look back on it in like five, ten years, you know, you can be like, yeah, every it's funny because like Democratic establishment is all about condemning what happened a while ago and not what's currently happening now. They're like, you know, this was bad. It's not this is bad. And what's happening now is bad. But they're like, hey. Shut up, you know. That's kind of yeah, that was bossing
1: us. You're right, dude. I never even thought about it, but
2: uh, so like you know, it's so sick that uh, it's some people are shaking that off and be like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like actually talk about this right now. Um, even though the, the pressure in New York, because we love to think of ourselves as like being so liberal and stuff like that, but this kind of really puts that all into perspective, you know.
0: Yeah, the stakes were high for you, like you, you actually lost your show because Mm. uh, you were posting videos.
2: Yeah. And it's wild. I mean like, and dude, it's like, I'm not, uh, it's pretty, it was a weekly show at a bar, you know, but people lost a lot, you know, like that, uh, this, the actress that was in scream, I don't know if you guys like scream, but I I love that franchise. And she was really good. And she, all she did was like, be like, yo, Palestine, what's happening there is fucked up. And they were like, well, your career is over, you know? And then I know you had a similar experience, Samir, but I don't know if you want to go into it. I mean or... uh, no,
1: I mean it's so interesting. Like I didn't even get to fully tell Gabe this, but um we run a show every Thursday at Pete's Candy Store. And is so, uh, it every Wednesday? Wednesday. <laughs> I so, cannot you know, believe I said Thursday.
0: Clearly, I mean, zero promo- we do zero promotions.
1: <laughs> I <love laughs> yet that. you tell it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, You don't even know when your show is. No, like, my show is every Wednesday. Awesome. I'm, like, so high right now. But uh, I will – well, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm not even. Uh, but, no, every Wednesday yeah. we run a show at Pete's Comedy Store. And, um, is
0: it Pete's Comedy Store?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to stop this and rewind – <laughs> no, so uh Pete's Candy Store. Um we run a show every Wednesday and uh I basically um had a stalker on Twitter hit up Pete's Candy Store and be like, Hey, look at how hateful this guy is. And uh That's wild man. It, it's so amazing though. So Andy from Pete's Candy Store hit me up, and, like, I love that guy so much, you know, like, we, me and Gabe have run a show there for, like, nearly 10 fucking years, our show's been around forever, but um, we started at a different place, right, and we've been at Pete's for a long time, and Andy and I, you know, we've developed this friendship, and he hits me up, and he's like, hey, we've been getting some blowback from, like, the posts you're making on social media, and so, I kind of bugged out. And for like 24 hours, I was like, oh, cause we scheduled time to talk. So when we talked, he was like, Hey, like, uh, you know, somebody hit me up and said that they're like a big patron of the bar and like, they love the bar ton and like that you're a hateful person and that I'm platforming someone who's hateful. And I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I was like, what did they say that I said? Right. And, he originally, when he emailed me, sent me, like, three screenshots, and they were all, like, fine. They were all, like, (laughs) so basic. I was like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not very happy with what, like, Israel does, you know? Right, yeah. I I don't like
2: dead kids. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I fucking uh, thought that, like, we agreed that, like, uh, killing kids is wrong. And then, like, another tweet was like, well that's it i've had enough i'm gonna like march on like the capital yeah yeah and that thing and then i was like dude he can't even come at me about this right and then we're talking on the phone and then he goes i only sent you a few selects there were many more and
0: i was like oh <laughs> fuck you know
1: oh shit and then he like read a few to me and like they were kind of like very aggro i was like I mean, come on, these guys are fucking dog shit, you know? And it was, like, He read, like, some more, and it was, like, fucking, I thought killing kids was fucking wrong. What are these fucking reptiles or something? Right, right, right. And then, like, one of them was, like, I hope all the bad stuff they're doing comes back to them. Oh, yeah. And, uh, And he was, like, how do you feel about that? Do you think that that's, like, a good... Message and I was like, Yeah, it is. I was like, Are you? Are you he, like, let you off the Eastern hook? I was like, no, 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 put the hook in my mouth. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I was like, Brother, are you against Eastern religion? Because that's called Uh-oh. karma, baby. I'm just talking about karma. Uh, he'll be back.
2: Yeah, yeah, he'll be back. But yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. I give tours of the 9 11 memorial, and the biggest question you get asked is, Why did it happen? And yeah, that's such mean. an interesting <laughs> question because it's like, Uh, Well, (laughs) why did the Hamas attacks happen? You know, like there's a lot there's and like the the what they want you to say is like because they're fucking evil and they're jealous of what we have, you know, and that's the that's the answer that would get you tip money and stuff like that. But what you're actually what. Uh, so you say it's complicated, you know, it's like a relationship in New York, you know, (laughs) it's like, it's complicated. Sure. Uh, We're, we're figuring it
0: out right now. It's, uh, the one time, you know, and throughout life in all of your education and everything you do with critical thinking, they tell you, uh, bring in context.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Except in these moments where it's the most high stakes life life situation.
2: And then you go good and evil, right? <laughs> like, they want you when, – when thousands of lives are on the line, that's when they want you to think like an animal. It's yeah. so strange, you know? Yeah. Uh, very bizarre. Um, uh, well, well – We lost Samir. Where's, where's, the, where's our beautiful it. boy?
0: His router just went out.
2: Oh, fuck. All well, right. Well, he'll be back.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. I wonder if we're still recording then.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. I see this little red dot up there. You know, it is recording. It says recording up there. In his um,
0: studio, awesome. Have you uh, have you been to Thailand before? I've never been to Thailand, uh, oh, yeah. and I remember. Uh, so, so, will you walk me through your sojourn to Thailand? Because one minute I'm watching your front-facing videos from rooftops in Manhattan, right? And then uh, next thing I see is you solo. <laughs> Unaccompanied. Yep. Traveling through uh Southeast Asia. Well, it's the craziest thing.
2: Um, so my girlfriend broke up with me and uh about that's why I'm here on the sitting on the floor of my new apartment, you know, for the for the viewers at home. But um and then I got a message on Instagram about a week later that yeah. was like, hey, uh do you have any interest in moving to Thailand for two months to perform comedy at my club? This was a guy, his name is Lex Morales. And uh, he was a, he was a comedy. uh, He was a comedian here like six years ago, moved to Thailand during the pandemic, opened up a comedy club. And I was like, this is perfect, man. I got, I just got dumped and kicked out of my apartment. I have nowhere to go. I'm fucking going to Thailand. So that's where I've been for the last two months. I've just been back here about two weeks now. Um, It's been great. I did y'all's show and stuff and I I wrote some material about it, but um it's cool, man. That the the culture there is uh they're the only Asian country in that area that was never uh colonized by a Western power, you know? So they have this unbroken kind of culture, like Burma, Myanmar fucked their shit up in the thirteen hundreds, like all their temples have like char marks on it when they came through and like and that's you know, that's how it goes sometimes, you know, your neighbor comes through with the torches, but which means that they have like a really uh a legacy that's like pretty and so that that leads to them being pretty proud people and very like yo we're thai and um unfortunately being over there you find out that uh especially like look at how i look you know white man <laughs> yeah. um so they have a they have a word over there called farang which means foreigner uh but they say it to white people right and they say it to your face um, and I get it. I get why they do it because the number one thing I noticed over there was like the blatant sex tourism. Have you guys ever been in a place that has like really like on your sleeve, like that guy's here to have sex? Oh, and, yeah. And Thailand.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> have, have yeah. yeah. About this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this sex tourism? <laughs> Dude, have you, have it, you, have it, you, have you guys been to Rio? Have you been to like
1: Basically, like, a 62 year old like British anime guy and you're like yes exactly there. they would yeah. have a body pillow if it's they still horrible. lived in uh you
2: know <laughs>
3: yeah you're it's like, they horrible. went to
2: a place with like desperate poverty or like you know uh unearning potential that's like 10x lower than where they're from so they can get way hotter women than they would normally be able to and I don't know if you guys have seen Star Wars episode three with Jabba the Hutt and Leia, but that's basically what the vibe. Was
3: over there. <laughs> oh God. Like,
2: These guys that look like they got peeled off the bottom of a shoe. And then, you know, a woman that I'm like, I'm like that poor girl, you know? Oh no. Uh, but it was, it was great beyond that. But that was like one of the reasons why I was like, cause I was kind of offered when I was over there to like stay there. Like the the guy that I was working with, he was like, if you want to come live here and do comedy out here. And I was like, it is cool. But, and I think it's similar in Japan and places like that, where they're like, yo, you're you and you'll never not be you. And we're us and we're proud of who we are and you can spend your money here, but, uh, and it's different than in America, right? Like we actually, and America has a fuck ton of problems, obviously, but like, if you find your people in America, you will be like accepted. I feel like to a, to a certain degree, like it's a country of
0: immigrants exactly and
2: thailand yeah. is is not um yeah and i have more power to him honestly but i was just like this is awesome but i can tell that you guys look at me like i'm here to get my dick wet and spend my money you know what i mean and that's whatever right they <laughs> were know? a little suspicious they were like right exactly um uh, yeah. it was cool have you guys done comedy uh over the seas like in asia before i've never done asia dude you both would kill, let me just tell you, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, – and it's like cost of living is almost nothing, you know. Like they do motorbikes over there. So you get on the back of a motorbike and it's dangerous as fuck and really, really like exhilarating. But it costs like a dollar, you know. Like get all the way across town and then the food is really chill and good. But the 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 crowds are very like – It's like the UN, you know, people from all over the world that you're performing to. And the only thing is, which is why I think, and this is my theory, that like comedy is so dirty in places like uh, Europe and places like Asia, uh, you know, where you're not, where people are just from all over the world, because the only thing that's universally understood is like sex and poop, (laughs) you know, so that's kind of like why people talk about
1: that. The entire time, because people are like, all right, I feel like poop and sex and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. You know, like Russell Peters, for example, like, fucking does all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you
2: see why, and the, the trick is, like, not going too hard on it, and, like, disgusting the crowd you know but that's right. i don't know neither one of you guys you have that really good joke about uh like sucking off like peanut butter from a
1: uh oat cake or whatever
2: what, what, what am i talking about <laughs> you know the one i'm talking like
1: you're <laughs> oh i feel like i it was about a bidet i was like yeah this bidet is so powerful it would like blow peanut butter off of a thomas's english muffin <laughs> 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 that would crush, because yeah, uh, they have bidets over there, and that would fucking crush. Uh,
2: and, yeah. but yeah, it's Gabe uh, yeah,
1: it would crush actually.
2: Gabe would crush. Grabe's very physical, makes yeah. the noises and stuff. And people like a lot of people over there don't understand what comedy it like or a stand up show is. So like, you notice that they're like looking around to make sure that they're acting right, you know. And when you, when you're in America, people like sit down, they look, they know what they're in for. But over there, a lot of times you're performing people who've literally never been to a comedy show before. So you're basically like, you want to almost like take their hand and be like, it's okay. You know, like, I'm not gonna yell at yeah. you or whatever. It's like almost like a school vibe or something. So if that makes when
0: sense. When you were there, this guy, Lex Morales is running the, running the room. Uh-huh. Did he start his own club? He did. It's called the comedy joint. And,
2: uh, you guys could both, I mean, hit him up. If you're ever in Thailand, you could, you could perform there. And it, it's legit. so sick. It's like a legit club. The third comedy club in all of Bangkok too. Like Bangkok's a city of 11 million, you know? Wow. And crazy. So it's so new there, you know? So you're really like, it's easy to stand out. Um, but it's hard to like have a, connective set like you'll have like peaks and valleys because sometimes you'll say like i have a joke about a george foreman grill people have no idea what the fuck that is you know what i mean and like you learn that and then you kind of adapt you know yeah but uh dude another thing the the acceptance of trans people over there is like crazy like there's so many uh people that are trans there. like they call them lady boys but it's um it's wild it like laps our country by like a thousand degrees you know like you'll you'll be like at a bank or a really nice party and stuff like that and like tons of people will be trans and um makes me just wonder like what we are so worried about over here you know because some of them are hot as fuck (laughs) i gotta be honest with you you know It's, it's pretty pretty awesome
1: yeah I mean it's it's crazy this country centrals or like puts that at the center of like weird political discussions and shit and it's like what if we were like way over it? Like what right. would they enter? Like if yeah. abortion trans this like wasn't their bizarre infatuation, what would it be? Right.
2: Yeah. I mean like, they have the, have the monarchy, monarchy over there. Down. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, they'd <laughs> like it'd be like Goddamn, I used to sell a goddamn barrel of hay for a fucking nine
2: dollars. Well, it, it keeps you from talking about real things, right? If you can, like, yell about trans people, you don't really have to talk yeah. about.
1: Yeah. You're like, how do you feel about, like, just co- basic Uh-oh. morality? Not and again. <laughs> stuff. Really like, I don't really know about uh, that. Oh, man. Um, what do you think about all that, uh,
0: Gabe? Well, look, I mean, I'm just, I'm so curious about, like, what life was like um, particularly just moving to Thailand for two months. Like, were you housed by, um, uh, the club or did you have to find your own place? Um, no, they, they flew yeah. me out and housed me, which was
2: really cool. I, I lived in this place. Uh, it was very, very Thai. It It's called Supalai river place. It was up on the 31st floor of this building, which is like when I was making all those videos and you saw me with like the river in the background, that's where I was. I was on the balcony in my building and uh i was living there with like three other comedians not in that room but throughout the building um and it would be the equivalent of like 400 500 bucks american a month you know like very very chill uh to live in a, an awesome area uh the the farmers in the countryside uh burn their material possessions basically they don't have yeah. Uh, a robust trash collecting system uh-huh. so the air quality sometimes can really deteriorate quickly you know like yeah all of a sudden it's like new Delhi levels of you know like uh, like you almost like can't breathe you know which yeah. was like but then on the on the clearer days it was like beautiful you could see for miles and miles um and i lived in a really high area and um felt it was weird I, it was the first time i ever felt like foreign even in places like i've been to like europe and turkey and stuff like that but like there it was very much like people would like point at me and stuff because i was in a very very Thai area and which was a little bit like lonely maybe a little bit because thai is so different than english and so like yeah. you're used to you don't realize how much you're getting when you walk out uh of your apartment and you just like have a conversation with your bodega guy, you know, and you're like, Hey man, what's up? And he's like, what's up, dude. And like, that kind of sustains you. But if you, if you go like full days without talking to anybody um, or at least <laughs>
0: full <laughs> days, if, yeah,
2: you start getting, you start getting a little screwy up top. Um, but it was like live being a full-time comedian. Cause I would do not, I would do like not nothing, but I would like write, read, swim, those kind of things until about seven at night. And then I would go to the club and perform um and that was kind of like cool in a way you know and to live that like that.
0: five days a week seven days a week six six days a week yeah so, so you got a lot of reps in
2: yeah i got and i by the end of it i was headlining which was like awesome so it's really nice to be back in new york all three of my shows last week were canceled in new york because of the weather so it's like it's such a like bitch life you to like get get back you know
1: motherfuckers are canceling shows because of it was cold. This is bullshit. no, no,
2: because of no attendance, you know. It's, it's exactly. not a... but
1: they're like the weather is bad, so right. Yeah, don't but I'm here because, like, I don't want to like tell you when you get here off the train after like an hour and a half journey. I know, man. When you
2: take like the hour long train ride and you arrive and you like look around, you're like, oh, here we go, and
1: you're yeah. like, so what? Uh, so, uh, so, guys, yo, pause for one second.
0: Samir I can't hear you at all really man your your volume is way too low and I don't know if you have headphones but um then you can check the levels
1: yeah no can you hear me now right now yeah Yeah. now you sound good I don't know if like you get real loud this is our second episode on this fucking platform and like my internet shit out in the middle of it so um Yeah, It may be weird, but whoever listens to this is going to love it because they're very forgiving. They, like, really are so kind. Yeah, yeah. They'll, you know,
2: listen. uh, Come see me in Thailand. (laughs) 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 Let me plug my dates. But yeah, I mean, like this is a live show and we shouldn't plan hangs like this, but we should all go to like some other country and perform comedy at the same time. That would be so fucking dope. Like, I feel like we would compliment each other well, but like doing like I've been thinking about like Mexico City, freaking uh, like Spain, um, somewhere in like Vietnam, you know, like all these places, because just by virtue of you being from New York, and, like, knowing what the fuck you're doing, you're already so, like, well-established, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, so if that makes sense. Tell me a little bit. I want to know about that. Like, what was it like? Uh, what were the other comics like?
2: Oh, the other comics were really nice, but they were, they were they were green, man. Like, and I'm not even, like, shitting on it. But, like, they just don't have any, like, frame of reference uh, about what comedy is. Because the only thing that ever gets laughs for them is, like really dirty shit so it was a filthy (laughs) filthy scene you know what i mean like like, they were always like they were like talking about like anal and like eating cum and shit like that it was just like (laughs) yeah i know and i was just like i'm like all right that is a surprising one i know and i'm like i'm like And I'm in the back, and towards the beginning, I was going up towards the uh, beginning of the show or the middle of the show. And that's like a good place to be when you're, we don't have to follow like four comics in a row being like, and then I fucked her in the ass. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. But like, you can tell that the crowds are like, whoa, you know, like, um, but it's something that gets a reaction, which is uh, open mic comedy. You know what I mean? Like you're saying crazy shit because a bunch of people are disinterested in the crowd so you're like all right i gotta somehow get them interested um right. and, and there were some good good or better ones like there were one or two people that were in bangkok but like universally people that started in bangkok had a rough go of it because there's just no like you gotta and like this sounds pretty like uh e- egotistical or ethnocentric or something like that but people from like Canada and the US, those are the, those were the universally good comedians, you know, like if they came and I saw that they were from the United States or Canada, I was like, all right, these people are probably going to be pretty funny. And they usually were. And then places like the Netherlands were pretty funny. Uh, People from like the UK, funny. But if they were like, I've lived in Vietnam for 14 years, I'm like, oh no, (laughs) this is going to suck. This one guy, I hope he doesn't see this. He was... He had three of his fingers bitten off by a shark, right? And he tells this <laughs> he story. Me,
1: you know, the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He told the story. Like, no, that was the other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be I think it might be obvious who I'm talking about. But it was so boring. Like listening to him tell the story. I'm like, How are you making this story boring, dude? Like you got attacked by a fucking shark. Like you have to like it's the importance of like being around people that are better than you at comedy you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. it's so easy to climb to the top of a, a ladder which is what lex is trying to do lex is funny and he's over there and so like sometimes i feel for him cuz like i know sometimes he's he must have shows where it's like oh fuck but then that's why he brought me out that's why he's bringing new york comics out the next person uh there's a couple people in the pipe i'll talk to you about it off air but um he's basically trying to like raise the entire level of the scene, you know, because right now they have to import like uh, Matthew Broussard was in town the same uh, time I was. I wasn't able to go see him because I had shows, but he was at another club and I was like, damn, these people are going to get like such a great show. Like they probably aren't even aware that comedy can be this good, you know? Um, Oh yeah.
1: Their heads probably exploded. Right. It's like, Whoa. Versus like, you know,
2: (laughs) right. You're watching your two year old, like do somersaults, you know, it's like, holy (laughs) hell, (laughs) way better. But yeah, I I think the level is only ever going to be as good as like the top, uh, person or, you know what I mean? Like if, if there isn't someone there that's like pushing it, Then people just kind of go around and around in a circle, you know, which if you've been to a small enough scene in the United States to have that as
0: well, you know. Tell me this. uh, What are the audiences? Who are the audiences? Who's going? Are these Thai people like who are like, hell yeah, I want to hear these uh, like Westerners. Jibber jabber. Not
2: really. Thai people would do it as a sense of like – Thai people were like, oh, maybe I'll like – because right, um, their level of English is usually not to the – because you have to understand language almost perfectly to like get sarcasm and innuendo and things like that. So uh, mostly it was uh, drunk tourists, you know, like people that like were like, oh, yeah. uh, I'll do this tonight. I'll go not see – people." Me. Right. Exactly. Um, and uh, it was so so Western Europe, Australia um, and the United States. Yeah, I would say those dude, are Australia,
1: the... the nightmare people,
2: <laughs> dude, it is wild. Some of they're so aggressive, you know, they're friendly wait, wait, like... there,
1: like, the hardest partier or the worst person on earth or okay. both.
2: Dude, yeah, I got some. I got some, a lot of like, you know, it was wild. Some of the comedians there were like, "Have you been to Austin?" Like, Austin has become this like mecca in people's minds abroad, and I think it has a lot to do with Rogan. You know, yeah, yeah. As
1: I said, that guy Joe Rogan.
2: Yeah, dude, and like they're like, "Wow, what's it like?" I am like, "I've actually never performed in Austin." They're like, well, you, when are you gonna go? It's almost like unbelievable to them why anyone would never go to Austin.
1: Dude, I you know? was just there
0: yeah you liked it right Kim? I mean, I enjoyed the creek and the cave uh the yeah. the showroom was awesome, and I love performing down there but uh the city is a little bit of a um a nightmare <laughs> and it's like it's a uh, sprawling uh new construction you know oh so big parking uh, garages and stuff yeah it just fe- it just feels like it is eighty seven percent parking lot um, right and like with like little box stores everywhere. And then mm. you still have like the old downtown that looks cool. And uh, one of the most beautiful buildings I've seen, which is the Austin Public Library right on the water uh, riverfront. But, um, but uh, I really think it's, you know, important to have zoning laws. <laughs> right. Strip club next to a daycare, you know? Yeah, it, fe- it feels like a very multi-level marketing. Like it is, it is a place of um, uncritical optimism. And multi-level marketing schemes and uh, Uncritical Optimism, schemes. I like that. And yeah. uh and, and magic. Like people <laughs> that believe in magic.
1: Do you remember when uh Austin's slogan was Cape Austin weird? They abandoned that. I mean they, they like, dude, they I hope they did. They were really like geez. it's like it all was the, already over when they were using it. I was like, You guys are already done with all that.
2: Elon Musk moves in, they're like, Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty
1: weird (laughs) he's like i'm waging a war on weirdness yeah yeah (laughs) he could not fuck with weird like real weird is like not even a thing anymore no everything is a visage of weird right i feel like people are um trying to create weird Mm -hmm. when weird used to just be like a side effect
2: totally yeah you just got enough interesting people together and then weird happened and now they're like this froyo slash like shoe shinery whatever like they're just trying to make like uh, stores do it they're trying to make capitalism do it instead of like people you know uh respect yeah man uh
0: i um i don't know uh i definitely want to travel more and do some shows in, uh, abroad. Um, hopefully when the world is, um, you know, uh, more peaceful, a lot of, right. a lot of, <laughs> I don't think you're going to be going to Tel Aviv
2: I'll be honest. Yeah. But... yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I think Tel Aviv is the center of, um, isn't that, I think that's where like the IDF headquarters is. Mm-hmm. You know, I might be making that up, but if it is... No, you're it. Right, uh, I,
1: I believe it is. Then uh, mm-hmm. they've
0: embedded themselves in a civilian population. So it feels like... Oh, oh
2: I see what you it, did there.
0: It yeah. feels like a little <laughs> war crime stuff going on. Right, you right. Know, they've, they've turned all of uh, t- the Tel Aviv civilians into human shields. <laughs> yeah, human laughter
2: shields. Are <laughs> you... Uh, are, are, but, like, have you guys, have you guys done um, comedy, like... Uh, in any other country, like even Canada or
0: anything like that? Yeah, man. So, uh, I got to do uh comedy last year in, uh, France and oh, that's it was, sick and it was awesome. And the thing about doing comedy in uh, Paris, uh, is every building is ancient. So, right. like, you know, you'll, you'll go, uh, one of the best shows I did was in a, in a hookah bar, uh, in the basement of it. And it looked like a sex dungeon with like all of these <laughs> different hidden nook and cranny rooms. And each of the, it was actually old stables. So like, wow, they had turned a a underground stable into a nightclub. Cool. Because like back in the day, before you had like, you know, before cars, they still needed parking lots, but they were like parking lots for their horses. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Did it smell, it smelled fine? It's like, no. Oh, totally. I mean, it probably hadn't been a stable in two, three hundred years. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. yeah. All right, they cleaned it yeah, up. When good have Smell pulled, Smith took 200 years away. <laughs> We're like in the finished spot now. Finally. Yeah, the business was honoring two weeks ago. But we opened this fucker and it's great now. We're having a here
2: oh uh, shit it's like yeah when you like get the vague with cat piss and you're like someone's cooked here you know
1: <laughs> like oh, dude. that's good. that's like a tender hookup vibe where you're like yeah much oh, much. you gotta have a you yeah. have a yeah. okay my dude. eyes are watering dude i'm like, like Nicole, this is gonna be a wild grad. you have multiple cats we're going for it
2: dude speaking of eyes watering did you guys see the uh columbia spray story i feel like that was uh pretty wild
1: yeah i mean in a nutshell like it is so fucked up and insane i mean like, i have been privy to this situation for many months and like uh, it all starts with there is a very vocal professor on campus his name is shy Davidi, and his parents are like billionaires literally and uh he's Super, super connected in Israel. But he doesn't seem to be very intelligent. And he's, like, <laughs> an associate professor. Uh, and I'm realizing that he's been harassing and intimidating students at Columbia that are pro-Palestinian and getting away with it. And then they dug into, like, who is this guy? And then you're like, oh, his parents are billionaires. And you're like, oh, this guy has, like, a job where they're like, your salary is $21,000. you are fucking... Basically, an assistant professor, like the way he behaves and how he gets away with what he does, is very indicative of some type of corruption. So, he right. like has been making us think for many months, and I thought, hey, this is going to escalate. And I've you know been in touch with some people from the school who are like, this is like getting out of control. He is basically harassing, intimidating us, following us around, filming us, etc. Maybe. You know, Yeah, a maniac. Mm. So they have this protest last weekend, and uh, some people who were IOF soldiers and apparently Columbia students, because you can, like, you know, be in a foreign foreign military and, like, kill babies and then go to school here, like, a week later. And um, it's like a bad bad bill. (laughs) Exactly, dude. They're like, uh, not you're not allowed to go to any of these schools if you're actually from the United States, uh, but you are for free if you are from Israel. But um, yeah. so are they unleashed skunk spray, which uh, is a weapon. It was invented um, in Israel. I learned, which is tracks yeah? mm. and it smells like a dead
2: body, right? Mm. It- and poop at the same time, which is like. Yeah, your horse thing made me (laughs) think of (laughs) it.
1: Yeah, so, I I mean, they're still just head up their ass being like, hey, apparently something happened. Well, we didn't sanction a protest. We said that those are bad. So, good luck, guys.
2: Jeez, man. Yeah, well, it's funny, man. You make these, like, uh, comments, and then there's, like, absolutely no solution, you know? You're just like, well... They got away with it again, you know. We can't, uh, <laughs> hey. can't really do anything about it. Fuck. It
1: sucks, dude. You know, like, we remember stink bombs. We would like buy them. They were like little like glass tiny like thin stink bombs Mm. and we would like smash them in elevators or like fucking huck them at like a school play or something it was like a prank you know right it was like Dennis the Menace vibes but it would wear off pretty quick but it would be real stinky for like a minute and Uh like the only way it worked was like you would put one on the ground like step on it and then like walk away and it would just smell like ass Oh my god. like <laughs> like, it smells too assy. <laughs> and then we would be like, fine. Like but yeah. that's just like the really aggravate version of it, you know? Yeah, like the one that costs the like kind of yeah. military punishment version of it.
2: Yeah. It, you, you just think about it. You flip the script on if like the perpetrator and the perpetratee was like flipped, there would be arrests like every single time. But because it's like always the IOF then uh, right. they get to like really fuck around, you know? Yeah. And it is like, I, it's funny though, if you did that at like Penn Station, people would be like, oh yeah, that's just uh, the smell. <laughs> yeah. no, no one would like, right. because it's Columbia, people are like, oh, something's, something's wrong here.
0: Well, yeah, they, it, they had images yeah. of the two guys allegedly that did it. So like they know they know who they are, but when I scroll through social media, it's like their names don't come up anymore. Like- Wow! It's very yeah, they hard. scrubbed them out quickly. And, but they are they are students at Columbia. So two students at Columbia are went out and di- and performed this act of like uh, olfactory terrorism, you know, <laughs> and and ruined a bunch of people's clothes too. Like because and
1: their fucking eye membranes did it, it. Like burns the lining of your eye.
0: So yes, a bunch to hospital.
1: hospital. Like a, reason, dude.
0: That's a bunch crazy. of people had to go get hospitalized. And uh, yeah. the thing is, is, like, uh, when you wash the clothes, it spreads it rather than uh, dilutes it. So it would just ruin everybody. It, it, like, ruins everything that you have. It's, like, once you bring it home, it's, like, bed bugs. you know? It's, like... Exactly. Wow. Yeah. You can't wash it out? Uh, you can't... No, I don't think
1: so, dude. I think it literally that's... does ruin your shit. I mean, people that's... who invented it are the fucking worst people on Earth. So, like, of course, this is the only time they actually, like, Make crafts, you know, they go like, right. I want to make sure this is the most miserable thing. Like, everything else is so backward. Like, all the propaganda is dog shit and made in like fucking like, like on like the most basic stuff, right? Right. And like, every attempt they make is so like backward and like bizarre and like, I don't know, on the like just aggro spectrum that's just so odd.
3: Really
1: big. Like I'm trying to connect with you. You're fucking (laughs) out there, and you're like, okay, that's not nice.
2: You know how like Alfred Nobel invented dynamite, so he was like, all right, I'm gonna like flip the script here. Nobel Peace Prize. I feel like whoever invented this is gonna have to do something like later in life to be like, I can't be the guy that invented the poop spray. You know. (laughs) So he's gotta. You know, come along. I gotta, mm. I gotta come up with some, uh, something else. <laughs> yeah, or
0: some, some kids like I'm a legacy at Columbia. Uh, what, <laughs> where'd you get your trust fund from? Oh, my, my granddad invented the uh, skunk water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: This mansion, this came from the skunk water fortune. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this purple Lamborghini, painted right. by skunk water.
2: A uh, David Dobrik is. Uh, uh, like harvey weinstein's like grandson or something like that you know what i mean like you just never know like these people that like are out there giving away Lamborghinis and stuff it's like oh yeah don't don't look too much into like you just wonder how many people families hands i'm sure it's a, a lot a lot it sounds
1: like a sackler in one way or another right and yeah i know like, yeah, no, no. i just it's a lot of comedians too because like how do we yeah. do what we do Right, like, exactly. You're either just like punished savagely in your deadlift. I uh-huh. not And you're like taken out in your nightlift. <laughs> <laughs> just like getting up in your bed is like, you had know, skid marks in your like white boxers again. And I like, <laughs> cleaned them out. And they're like, nice. nice.
2: And you got like, a soft
1: scrambled like egg,
2: you know? Uh huh. Time for my one man show at Union Hall.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Oh.
3: Uh,
0: yeah. So uh I read in the paper one more um one more uh bullet hole in the glass ceiling the Israeli army is doing a really great job of um enrolling teenage girls 18 year old women into uh fighting on the front lines of genocide yeah so how Dude, about if, uh,
2: you know, when like Hillary Trump or Hillary Trump, Hillary Clinton lost and they kept the, you know what I mean? She should have had like two female IOF soldiers like shoot <laughs> into the air as they announced her. Lo- oh, man. I, yeah. That, that article is brutal, man. Cause like the New York Times is flailing so hard. So they have, they don't know how to chalk anything up to a win about this. So what yeah. they're saying is that women. Going and killing people for the IOF represents
1: progress, right? And feminism. And feminism, it, yeah, exactly. I incredible, like, the, that. and then, like, the pinkwashing stuff that, mm-hmm. like, they also engage in, and, like, zero fact-checking, like, I don't know if they ever ran, like, the IOF guys, like, getting engaged, but they can't get married in Israel because gay marriage is, like, illegal there. Uh, but so- <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they would, and they would be like, oh, What do you mean, fact check? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys remember Caliphate podcast, but they got caught with their pants then. Hey, dude, this is humongous. So, back in the day, New York Times had a podcast, Rukmini Kalamaki. She ran the she was hosted this podcast. So, you listen to this podcast, so it was called Caliphate. And when I listened to it with my wife, we're on like a long trip, like a 10 hour drive kind of vibe so we're listening to episode after episode i'm like this makes absolutely no sense it feels like this fucking subject of this podcast is making up the stories he's telling and i'm telling my life why i'm like i mean for fucking this reason that reason the other reason i'm like it just sounds so fantastic like why did the New York Times ever like put this out anyways it amassed a huge following they used it as an example of their fact checking they use it as a reason why, like, you should subscribe to the New York Times for long form. Uh-huh. And then you find out it was all bullshit. Oh, my and God. And the person who unveiled it, had unveiled it immediately, like, got instincts down. In and was like, oh, this guy's just, like, deranged and never was, like, ever even... He never went to this. Canada... And he so same he was like, an ISIS fighter. And they're like, you never even left Canada? <laughs> and all you're to do is literally be like, hey, did this guy ever leave the country? And they'd be like, no. <laughs> that is so crazy. And I get
2: yeah. her name, Rukmini Kalamaki. She's like, still works for the New York Times. Like, you would think if you, like, made a 10-part series based on a lie – there would be some sort of consequence. But as long as you go on the side of power, they're like, ah, you'll get them next time.
1: They were like, sorry about that little thing. Like, are you seriously sorry about that? You have like a 10 million campaign about how you guys are all about really fact-checking. This is an example of it. So yeah. I, I, it's so stupid, but yeah, no, it's incredible that they put, posit this as, um, an example of feminism when, like, 60,000 pregnant women in Gaza are under bombs and fucking C-sections without anesthesia. Like, we live in the Hell. most depraved, crazy times. I agree. I agree. Fuck. But at least women
2: are doing it, right? <laughs> <Not men>. like, <laughs>
1: right. At least women. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Jeez. They're like, can't ex- I like, hey, man an example of feminism, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. It, was a female, it, you know, yeah, like, yeah.
2: I know that like Kim Jong Un's heir apparent is his daughter or his niece or something like that, and that'll be I'll be interested to see what the takes on that
1: are, you know, uh, right? He keeps going, they're like the one person who defies feminism,
3: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, yeah. The
1: establishment yeah. is fed up. Like we need a man in power in Korea. Right,
0: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a yeah, time, man. guys. I know. Well
0: uh that, that's that's great. I think that's great. I think we've covered a lot today. Uh Davidson, you got a you've got a show, right?
2: I do. I got a live show. It's called the Davidson Boswell Show. Check it out on YouTube, and then I got um a monthly at Saint Mark's Comedy Club. Uh, the next one is this uh, February 7th at 7 p.m. We got Casey Shormina. She writes for uh, Weekend Update right now, which is one of the only never. sections left of SNL. So uh, I think <laughs> – <laughs> sorry. I shouldn't – I should not just
1: take like, well, shots I like that. Man. But uh, – <laughs> <I never laughs> Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. God, SNL. I don't think that was ever in the cards. But, yeah. Uh, so please check those two things out. Davidson Boswell on Instagram. I'm not on X. Um but uh yeah, Davidson Boswell on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks so much All for right. having me, guys. I appreciate you.
0: Hey man, I appreciate you being you. here. Um as always I'm Gabe Pacheco, and you can find me on Instagram at Gabe Pack, One G A B E P A C and the number number one.
1: And I'm Samir Nassim. You can find me at at Samirmon, S A M E E R M O N. And as always, we will um wrap the podcast, but Please like, subscribe, and comment on all relevant platforms. It means a lot to us. And if you're listening to this and you really liked it, please send it to two or three of your friends. Just send the link via text. You don't have to say anything.
0: <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Hey, man. Oh yeah. Thank you, Snow. Appreciate you. Bye. See ya. And uh, now leading us out of this episode, the smooth, sweet sounds of the one and only Serene Patel, a.k.a. Brown privilege.
3: Yeah.